This episode is sponsored by the hibiscus flower. The hibiscus is a flower, so it falls in the plant category. This is the first time Made of Things has ever been sponsored by anything, so we'll take flowers if they're first takers. Not to say that we'd take any sponsors, no, but they must meet some sort of criteria. And mostly this criteria means everything but Skynet or any sort of evil robot AI company. Made of Things does not condone any kind of robot taking over the human race for evil purposes. We had been in conversations with the hibiscus flower for the past couple of months, and finally we reached an agreement. The hibiscus flower representatives, and by this we mean lawyers, were very stingy, and that is a technical term. We also had a rough time getting in touch with the hibiscus flower, since getting a reply from a plant proved to be a very difficult task. You try talking to a flower and see how long it takes for it to get back to you. We agreed immediately on its veganism and other environmental concerns, which are supported by Made of Things, and those aspects are the main focus of the day-to-day -day worries of the hibiscus flower. Not being turned into delicious tea is another one. The hibiscus flower will start supporting the Made of Things podcast, and we will be starting off slowly. This week, there will only be one hibiscus flower supporting the show, but ultimately, we want to keep growing so that by next year, we are supported by a whole bunch of hibiscus flowers. And that sounds nothing but comfortable. Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 13 of the Made of Things podcast. Do you believe in bad luck? Well, if you do, then you're in bad luck, because this is episode number 13. Yay! But if you skip episode 13, it will be your loss, really. So, you really can't win with this one, unless you give it a go and listen to it. I will not be held responsible for anything, apart from the good things that happen to you. Those will be certainly my own doing, as I am a sorcerer of good. My name is Antonio Marie Correa, welcome to the show. I probably shouldn't pronounce my name quite as fast, uh, because not all people are Portuguese, so my name is Antonio Maria Correa. That means Antonio, or Antonio... Maria, Maria, Correa, Correa, I don't know. Um, okay, so this week we have more great people on Made of Things, and these people are John McLean and Nancy Wong of the Juan McLean. They are both very talented, and they have been around for a while, so it's a pleasure having John and Nancy on the show. They are, of course, a big part of the famous DFA Records label, which has been putting out consistently good music for the last few decades. So, I had already met and interviewed Nancy before, uh, when she played in Lisbon a couple of years ago, but this was my first time meeting John. This time, though, uh, we talked at the Primavera Sound Edition in Porto, uh, over here in Portugal. I had never attended the Portuguese edition of the festival before, so I was simply unable not to focus on the differences between this edition and the original one in Barcelona, to which I've gone uh, six times now. Would you like to know what sets them apart? And uh, would you like to know what pulls them together? We always seem to focus on the differences, as George Carlin used to say. But, well, you know, I will tell you. Okay, so mainly the big difference is the audience. Whereas in Barcelona, the crowd is pretty much composed of people related to music, be it like label people or even artists themselves. In Porto, you really have way too many people who have no idea what they're actually doing there. Apart from, you know this need of actually being there uh, because of the actual brand of the festival, you know, being uh, a big calling point for everyone, like 
you know, Primavera Sound is a famous festival now. So um, the percentages for each type of audience are quite different. Uh, in Porto, you can tell they are trying to um, make the festival, you know, the complete love fest that happens every year in Barcelona. But it's still proving to be something quite hard to achieve. You know, the magic that happens in Barcelona every year. Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona every year. Uh, that being said, Porto has a much more beautiful setting and a more natural one too. So if you're more of a fan of nature, uh, Primavera Sound Porto would be the festival for you in terms of the Primavera franchise. So go there if you're not Werner Herzog or anything. But in Porto, it's also slightly less comfortable than Barcelona. Uh, both festivals, though, have lots of great music, uh, even though Barcelona still takes the cake on that one. You know, which cake, do you ask? Let's say, let's say a Zaha Torta. It's a pretty international cake. It's a European cake. Are you comfortable with that? You can bake your own cake and eat it as well. Okay, so enough about Primavera. Uh, I hope you're not bored yet. I really tried my best and possibly failed, because this relates to pretty much no one that has never heard of Primavera Sound. But most people, you know, have heard of music festivals. I'm not even myself a big festival goer, but this is a special one. That's why I'm talking about it all the time. I should point out that on this episode, I am stuttering quite a bit, as I was trying to convey rather complex ideas and was really tired you know, from having woken up very early and, you know, I had to travel from Lisbon. So uh, I did that. And this is my disclaimer regarding this episode. Still, I hope that does not throw you off as we find out lots about John and Nancy as artists. And we find out lots about their motivations and lots about playing live too. It's actually most of what it is. So let's jump into my conversation with the lovely John McLean and Nancy Wong of the Juan McLean. And I'll see you guys at the end of the show. guys i'm cold i is it so so cold yeah. it's yeah very cold it's never been this cold in barcelona i thought it no, once maybe it's because we're playing the festival tonight oh oh it's always, we've been yeah. here for days and every day has been amazing even this the afternoon it was great yeah yeah well, well yeah because uh, you played um you uh, uh, this past winter you said This past winter, you said. No, this afternoon. Oh, this afternoon. Oh, okay, okay. okay. This afternoon, the weather was nice. Because you guys kind of return to Portugal kind of often, right? Like even I do. Uh, you and Nancy does as well. Yeah, I, it's yeah. been a while since I've been here, though. Uh, still, I interviewed you for like in the uh, okay, like, okay, like okay, a year like two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. You're right. Time flies. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. It was but, two years ago in April. Uh huh. Exactly. I remember it was April. Good memory. Good memory. It was, it was. I watched your show at uh, in Barcelona at the Apollo. Um, both, uh, both, both. You, you, you guys shows the Juan, Juan McLean as, and your DJ set as well. Uh, how was it for you guys over there? Uh, that was great. I, um, I was gonna say both of those shows were a couple of my favorite shows that we played. But since we've only played about how many shows have we played now? Three. Three. It's not saying a lot. No, those shows were. Far better than I ever would have thought they were. I thought Primavera was great. 
the festival. Isn't it always though? No. No. <laughs> I mean, no. No, 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 no. no, no. Not at all. I mean, oh. playing this kind of music where, you know, you have like uh, all kinds of electronic things going on. Sometimes you throw your stu- stuff up there to play a festival, but you can't hear anything and you don't know if things are turned on or not. And it, it can be really a disaster, I think. Yeah. I mean, no, it's always at least it's always intense, right? You know, there's always that chance, the, the risk, the, the risk factor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it fun. Do or die. I mean, it does make it fun. I, like, you know, now it's like that's what everybody does, pretty much. Is you don't really see anyone playing just guitar, bass, and drums anymore. But I think there's a tendency. A lot of people use like a laptop with a lot of backing tracks, and it seems like it's just—it's very safe. But the way that we do it has a lot of margin for error, and things could go very wrong. And we play a lot of stuff that—I mean, I make a lot of mistakes, you know. And so yeah, I just think it makes it more fun, more interesting, you know. Well, to, to me as a listener, uh, and also as a, someone who also plays with instruments, uh, I find that you know. Like all the, the 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 you know all your stuff and all the DFA stuff, for instance, and even some with some European uh, car, uh, correspondents or 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 some similar uh, artists in terms of uh, approach, at least that seem to have like this dance feel to them, but are this is a very cliche word, but are organic. But that to me always struck a chord. Uh, so uh, that's that's what you mean, right? Like this or- organ or organicity, I guess. Um, is it, It's not really a question, but that's what that is what you mean, right? Yeah, I mean, we both come from like punk rock, post punk, like music backgrounds where you know, it's like a lot of it can be fairly chaotic or aggressive or like really harsh sounds or something, and that just always appeals to me more playing live. If we had to stand up in front of just like a bunch of backing tracks coming out of a laptop, like I just wouldn't be able to do it. It's just. The whole thing takes too much of your time and effort and your life to just... Your only reward is that hour for the show, and if you just got up there and nothing could happen... basically? Yeah, just karaoke, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. I like that, you know, it, that it can go wrong or... Plus, I mean, the, every, people... People define dance music as, like, electronic music, but there was a time when dance music was made with instruments, real instruments, acoustic instruments, or, you know, yeah, and and so... Are you talking as as far as back as can, for instance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, So... Yeah, I mean, I think we we still think of it in that way. And, yeah... First time it hit me the, uh, something uh, in that uh, with those characteristics was Moss on Mars were absolutely brilliant, you know, because they used to play with a whole live band, and uh, but you know they were just considered an electronic band, you know. So and it hit me when I was a teenager, you know, uh, that that uh, this could be done actually, and I had no idea this was the first time I was like I don't know 14 or 13 or something, you know. Um, so uh, but. Uh, Were you guys the first, like in your, uh, well, not not of course because of, because of can, but uh, the the there must have been some uh, necessity to do that, right? Some need, some uh, from from the guts, right, to do that. I was always very influenced by um, the 
the uh, rock critic called Lester Bangs. Yes. And he wrote an essay about seeing Kraftwerk. Oh. Yeah. And he said it was like they were the loudest rock band he'd ever seen. You know, it was like the way he described it was so bombastic uh, with electronics. My first band, just we all read that and were very taken in by that and tried to do the same thing just by reading his review of the Kraftwerk show. And I never forgot about that. Like, I always... Uh, like this guy James Murphy did our live sound my band and that was always the approach was like how to make it as loud and, and punishing as possible and I still think that way about shows like I I I want it to be loud and just feel physically feel the music hitting you you know so that's one was one thing I was go actually going to ask you because there's uh, not to, not to always go backtracking with musicians, but uh, with Six, Six Finger Satellite, there was a lot of you know, at first glance it was harsher, right? But uh, but I there's not that much, even though they're different, they're different. There's a lot of you can tell it's the parts partially the same people, you know, like it's, it, you can tell it's you playing. Do you think there are equivalents? Uh, Um, what what are the equivalents uh, when the Juan McLean right now? Oh, so you might, I actually, might might have to find that right. Do you, do you have the need to, to play the harsher things? Oh, I thought you were asking me if there were other bands doing what we do. Basically. No, 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 no. Actually, oh, you not mean at what all. else is there in this band that's like that? Yes. I mean, like even the synths, the synthesizer that I play. You know, it's like can be. It's just very different than like a software synthesizer. You know, like. Or we use an MPC as a sampler instead of a laptop, and the sounds are very like harsh and distorted coming out of it. Um, even the bass, even though like the bass sound that we use is a, is a synthesizer, it's still like we still use a bass amp. The, you know, the sound still comes out of a bass amp on the stage, and it's not just you know, it's not just that you hear it, you feel it on the stage. You have to feel like it, like in your chest, and you know, at least we, we need to hear it like that. Otherwise, it's you know, it's, what's the point? <laughs> it, it's part of that same question of I think now it's like people are like, well, if there's an easier way to do something, then. Often the answer, people just say, well, I'll just do the easier thing. Why would I not do the easier thing? But we don't need to have a bass amp on stage. Wow. It's There's no need to have it there. Sure. But but we have this huge bass amp, and it's really loud, you know, and you can feel it on stage. And I just... I'm, like, often lately asking and, like, talking to people in the band about, like, why you do this all of this you know as you get older especially it's like I just love doing that like setting up all this gear and turning amps up really loud and you're on stage with your friends and you're laughing kind of and like just like just wallowing in like this crazy sound if that if it wasn't like that I just I, I know I already said this but I just couldn't do it I'd feel like an idiot I'd feel like a monkey I also Aww. like I like to think that like our sound sounds as good on the stage like in our just like from the stage like when where we're standing like in the middle of us as it does out front you know and a lot of I think there's a lot of uh, tendency to just kind of to you know forego using amplifiers and forego using live drums and just you know having all the sound come out the front and so on the stage there's really nothing 
like like if you're standing on the side of the stage you don't really hear anything but you know I think for us like it, it sounds just as good on the stage as it does in front of the stage and, and sometimes uh, better on, on stage than even on the records right or not really ever oh that's just a different thing altogether uh, yeah. I mean it's kind of like it's not it's hard to compare or it's not actually it's not meant to be compared uh huh Really, I mean, the recordings are the recordings, and they're recorded in a studio in a particular way because you're in a studio. Whereas on the live, in the live format, you know, you try and get as close. I mean, you you know, you try and replicate the songs in like an accurate way, but there's also like this, you know, you have to interpret it in a, because it's live, and you're not going to get anyway. Like you know, who wants to hear the studio recording out? No, you know, when you're standing out in the field, like, freezing your feet off. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things do sound like studio recordings to me now. When I, I That's what they sound like, I think, because that's what they are. People uh-huh. are playing along to their studio recordings. Mm-hmm. But that's, but. What, uh, that's what makes, I guess, uh, a lot of... Uh, not to categorize you guys within the, the whole DFA uh, uh, thing, but what I mean is that uh, I've seen you guys play live, and it's uh, very powerful, and always... Uh, any time I've uh, seen uh, uh, DFA acts live, it's been f- extremely powerful. It's like you guys are always excellent live. You know, <laughs> maybe it's because of that. I guess. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just this isn't just my my thought. Well, there's an emphasis on yeah. being that way. That was the culture of of DFA. Uh-huh. I mean, like, you know, James. I guess in the old days was more. There was just a culture of like if someone was starting their live band, if they would have said. You know, well, I'm just gonna play tracks through a laptop. Everyone would be like, "No, you're not gonna do that." You know what I mean? Like, you know. Even emulators now with synths, like uh, they're very, very close to the original thing, but not quite yeah. the same, right? Like, it's better to carry around a Korg MS-10, right, or MS-20 or something like that, which is like bulky and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there there are limits. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, there are limits because then you know there's also well. like some some vintage synths just they don't travel well. Such so, uh, such as a Mellotron, right? You're not going to we'll carry him out. Or didn't you in LCD? Weren't you playing a Wurlitzer? We, yeah, we used to play. We used to travel with a Wurlitzer. Yeah. I think it, that's ridiculous. Sometimes we, we even had like a clavinet with us. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. It's you know, it's it's trick. You know, it's tricky. It's like it's temperamental. Uh-huh. Um, Sometimes don't work. They break out of tune as well, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Sure. So on, on the on the, the new material, uh, okay, a place called Space is that song? It's a great song, by the way. Uh, so congratulations on that, and um, you're welcome. And uh, is that what Space feels like to you more than it sounds? I guess it has a spacey feel. Is it literal in any na- in any way? I I just always like there's a long tradition of like outer space and science fiction references and music and even like craft work it's just this stupid like futuristic kind of thing I guess and I mean really it started for me and it doesn't make any real kind of sense it was the Sun Ra song Space is the Place it was just like a feeling like Space is the Place you know that, that's it. Right? It's what I, what I thought it was, right? So like, I guess, your intention. Yeah, I mean, and I... My English I, is terrible today. I'm sorry. I'm very tired. <laughs> oh, no, it's not at all. No, no. no. Yeah, okay. And that's like using, uh, you know, going to outer space as a metaphor for, like, going on the road with a band and being disconnected from people and 
people back home complaining that they're disconnected from you and you just want to run away and like Major Tom you know like sure. that song I, I feel like uh, some reason always referencing that song like the guy that's like in his spaceship dying in outer space by himself is that, is that the touring life? What, what, what was it? I thought I just heard my name oh, um, I didn't hear your name you did? I didn't hear your name <sighs> I was hearing voices uh, what did you say about touring life? Yeah. Uh, no, is that the touring life like everybody complaining that you're away? oh yeah I think it's a theme I mean when you've been touring you know for many years you start noticing that they're the same things over and over again like you're always leaving someone behind I mean I have kids Nancy has a dog you know and she has to look at pictures every day of the dog being sad what's the dog's name? Doris Doris okay yeah, I bet she's adorable she is it's a, it, that's a name for an adorable dog she's the most adorable <laughs> what's the breed of the do- Doris? she's a pit bull Pitbull, okay, cool. And an angel. Okay, okay. <laughs> Pitbull angel. The new, a new breed. The only Doris is the, that breed. Yes. Yeah, Pitbull angel. Awesome, yes. awesome, awesome. What about simple design, though? Uh, is it, um, is it like, uh, like a Nicarus tale, like uh, reaching too high, like having too much of an ambition? I don't know. That's Nancy's question. Okay. No, kind of the opposite. Absolutely wanting to reach for am- like ambitious things. It's about being stuck. Yeah, it's about being stuck. Oh. In in anything. Just you know whatever in like a mode and a like a way of thinking and a just kind of being rigid, paralyzed, mm-hmm. um, and coaxing yourself out of that paralysis. And uh, what would you advise as a coaxing method? Um, to not have any expectations. To detach yourself and just react to the moment, right? Yeah, just do it. Like nope. Nike says. <laughs> Especially when you're like, when you're making this album, it's like I spent at least a couple of years just walking around thinking about it and you just play it over and over in your head like well do I just do the last thing that I did and then you start thinking well all these bands do that now I can't do that and then you think well I'll do this other kind of thing that I like and then you think well but people it'll be too different and people won't like that and then you just go in circles and you never do anything yeah. and then all this all this like process happens in your head and you feel like you're making progress or you're like you know working it out but from the outside nothing's happening so it's just about like just forgetting about that and just starting do you feel like time is like more of like a spiral than it is a circle time is a flat circle that's the way I look at it so it's it's not a spiral at all it's possibly a flat spiral (laughs) which is something that doesn't exist I guess it's a flat circle it's a flat circle that's how I live my life You guys have a split uh, two, of two years ago, Chit Robot, who have Reggie Watts on it. Is Reggie a part of... I, I'm a big fan of Reggie's. And uh, is he a part of the whole uh, artistic family, you would say, or not at all? You barely know him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He played with LCD Sound System during our last shows. Uh, you know, he did those vocals for 
Shit Robot. He's done a couple, couple of times. Couple he has a new times. one coming out with, yeah. with his vocals, with Reggie's vocals. Yeah. He also used to play in another band with other friends of ours. Which um, was? It was called Tippy Toes. Oh. And um, which also has members of Jessica Six and Midnight Magic. Uh-huh. And they're definitely part of the creative family. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, other, other artists I really like who you've worked with or for, uh, in terms of uh, remixes, you've remixed a couple of uh, chairlift songs a few years ago. Are the of, I, of chairlift, um, Caroline oh, Polacek. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did? Yeah, long time ago. I think two songs, right? Yes, yes. Oh. About I don't know four years ago, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, we play with them? We played with them. Could be. Yeah. We played with them at Bowery. I think they're great, and uh, are they like some of the most uh, creative forces in terms of, of music in general? Uh, or, uh, you would say in recent years, like because they seem very special, right? There's, I guess, there's a connection when, when it makes it makes some sense that you guys are working with them. To me, yeah, I actually haven't seen them in a really long yeah, time. I, I think they just kind of fell off the face of the earth. They <laughs> they broke up. I mean, they well. I think they do do have something coming on, coming up. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't sure, know. sure. I just yeah. like to know because uh, uh, because yeah. And what are you guys up to for the following few months? Just um, playing more shows with the band. I mean, honestly, we originally the whole purpose of getting the band together after we said we would never play live again ever uh-huh. was, <laughs> sure. was really to play Primavera. <laughs> like there was just a really good offer to play Primavera and it seemed and that was the thing that really for the first time gave us pause like maybe we should just try to do that. Yeah. And then we thought well we shouldn't just show up to a festival this size and just get on stage without playing. So we booked a bunch of shows in the United States And I think we just really caught off guard by the response because straight away we played six sold-out shows in Brooklyn and then every show we played after that in each city was by far the best show we ever played in those cities to an astonishing extent. And just the reception has been so amazing that, I don't know, it's, it's made me reconsider things a little bit. I think... Maybe taking time off was good, and maybe the world has caught up to that kind of music a little bit, you know, and, yeah, I don't know, it's hard to say. You know, public perception sometimes takes its time, right, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, even at, like, Primavera the other night, I mean, I, I didn't know there would be that many people standing in front of us, and then just hearing, you know, feeling the response when we'd start a song, and... And hearing people singing to like a simple design or something, you know, I was like, I wasn't expecting any of that. I can't finish the interview without asking if you guys uh, hung out with uh, Mullinex, with Luis, for instance, uh, since you've been here. With what? With uh, Mullinex, Luis. I don't know if you know him, oh. but Nancy I, does. I know him. I haven't seen him. I just got a, an Instagram message that he was here. He yesterday. played last night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he played last night. Um, but then I haven't been able to get in touch with him yet again but yeah I mean I hope he's here probably, probably will right? yeah, yeah he'll be around yeah okay Okay. thanks guys thank sure. you thanks so much for your time of course, yeah. it's been, it's been no great problem. thank you uh, I've um, well that's it's been great your, sh- your show is great uh, yeah uh, and uh, I hope uh, the show tonight uh, rocks as well yeah <laughs> and, uh, so. and the um, 
This is going to, uh, to go on a, a new podcast, which I've launched uh, last week with Mike Watt from Minutemen and Stooges. I know Mike for years. Mike is the best, right? Tell him I said hi. Okay, you, I will. I, will. I, 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 I trade emails with him. Okay, okay I will, I will. I haven't talked to him in years. Of course. He's, he's great. He's great. He's yeah, just... we went on tour together once. Really? Wow, like three months, I think, U.S.-United States tour. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. He's, yeah. he's the sweetest. He's, he's a great guy. He's, he's a great guy. And um, yeah. I was just—he just, he just uh, finished a European tour. I think he just yeah. finished a European tour. I'm not, yeah, I think he was just on. I, I'm not sure. He, he, I think it's just finished now. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's gone back home. Yeah. And um, okay, the second episode is so Shabazz Palaces, and then I'm already number four in top iTunes in Portugal. So this is going there oh, as well. Nice. Yeah. And number two in comedy. So this is I'm putting this in the comedy genre. Because <laughs> yeah. this comedy, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys. Cool. Around. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, man. Thanks. It was really, really cool. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nice. Get some pictures Bye. of my daughter. Uh, uh, well, uh, of, Thank course, you. of course, nice. uh, of course, uh, of course, of course. And um, see you guys around. Yeah. back at least i am uh, i hope you enjoyed this episode with john mclean and nancy wong at primavera sound in porto uh, this week i will probably be posting another episode so please subscribe to made of things on itunes and follow on twitter at made of things pod and instagram at made of things also, if your name is Download McDownloadson, you can get all the episodes from the Made of Things pod site on WordPress. Very easy to find, just Google or Bing it, possibly, or Eco something. There's a new one now. Okay, so I'll see you guys again very soon, and it's bye-bye for me, for now. <laughs>